welcome back to another episode of uh, Northern Ruckus. I'm here with my boy. Jimmy Prime, man. And we got another guest today. Introduce yourself. I'm Damien Birdsey, and I'm a music producer. There you go. In the yeah. cut, man. Bird's eye view. <laughs> so, I know you're a producer for Jimmy, so yeah. tell me how you guys met. What's, you guys, what's your story with him? Uh, a little breakdown. Yeah. Wow. I met Jimmy, I guess, through, was it through Murder Beats? I thought we met through Wiss. Oh, it was through Wiss. Yeah, 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 yeah right. through yeah, Wiss, for through sure. Wiss, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I remember being super intimidated because uh, <laughs> I only worked with like indie artists and rock artists and stuff at the time. And then, you know, uh, I DM'd Wiss and he ended up coming through. And then he brought a whole gang of these guys. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy all shit. The like, yeah, all the Prime Boys pulled up. Yeah, the Prime came through. And I was like, whoa, this is uh, okay. This is serious now, you know? And, yeah. Okay, so how long were you guys working together after that point then? Since then. Since then, yeah. It's been like, what, four or yeah, five yeah, years? Damien's good years, people, yeah. too. Ever since I met Damien, it felt like we always knew each other, man. Yeah, yeah. It's my guy. It was always like a like a good friendship connection there. Okay, okay. Uh, so the would you rather question that was actually was meant for Jimmy this week because it was, came in from a fan on Instagram, my boy. We yeah. all answer, man. We all, we all hear all the would you rathers for all three of us. <laughs> well, we can, we can switch it up, but the original one was, would you rather drop a duet album with any artist you want? So today you drop an album with like Future, for example. Or would you want a, a showcase boxing match with anybody you want? This is for me? This is for oh, you. Yeah. Like, that's oh, what I'm saying. it's more specific, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, David, who are you going to yeah, box, man? Right? <laughs> so, like, would you, would you want to fight, like, Javante Davis? Uh, I mean, honestly, the thing with the, I would just take the duet album because that's just no stress. So and who are you doing it with? I'll probably – I love Future, but Future's done a couple duet albums, so I feel like it would be a little, like, done before – I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hit them with something they don't see coming. I'm gonna say Phil Collins, man. What he did Phil with that. Collins. What he did with that Tarzan soundtrack. <laughs> Give me guy. some beats like that. When we go, we go straight to the top. So you wouldn't want to fight like a Floyd, get the bag, just like a big like an exhibition match in Toronto. Honestly, bro, like I'm, I'm way happier these days. Like I don't let my decisions really be based too much off of money. Like I'm just <laughs> thinking about like how, what would make me happier and like making some dope music with somebody that I respect would make me happier. You know, especially Phil Collins is someone I always wanted to work with. It's funny. I, Oyster Magazine, I did an interview with them, and, and this girl, she was like, oh, like she's doing an interview, and she was like, who's one artist you wish you could work with? And this is when I first, like my first year out, I was like, Phil Collins. And then, <laughs> and then and she was like, that's okay. She wrote it down, and then afterwards I hit her up. I'm like, yo, listen, don't print that Phil Collins thing. I don't want to seem like a weirdo, you know, but now that I'm more comfortable with myself. I for Phil Collins, man? I just think he's dope, man. I like his music and shit, man. He's super dope, and what he does with drums is super cool. Yeah. He knows how to make you feel something. So I guess Damon, what I'll ask you then: If you were to do work with any artist, so wait, like, because I know you play in a band, right? Yeah. So if yeah. you were to have them on a song with you, or you produce for them type thing, who would that be? Who would your dream collab be? My dream collab, uh, I think it, it would be this artist. His name's Leighton Antelman. He's just like a uh, an indie rock kind of artist from okay. a band called Lydia. Man, we but, can make uh, that happen. Yeah, yeah, we probably could. <laughs> we probably could. Like, him and I actually interact on Instagram sometimes and stuff, and I'm just like, whoa, this is crazy, because I'm, like, the biggest fan ever. That's, <laughs> that's sick. sick. That's, that's so like, sick. I think, like, someone, like, that everyone would know. Like, he's not, like, big. That's the mm -hmm. thing. He's not huge, but he, he does He's, well. like, the music that you like to listen to. <laughs> yeah, I love I love his music. But that's amazing. If we're thinking, like, celebrities and stuff, like, honestly, I love The Weeknd. Oh, I would love sure. to work with The Weeknd. For sure. Um, I feel like I could, I feel like he would bring out, like, my well, best you're going Number one, regardless. No yeah, because he's, yeah, yeah, he the yeah. number one most streamed Every, artist on yeah. Spotify right now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a hundred million, hundred billion, isn't yeah, hundred million it? listeners on Spotify. Crazy. So wait, one more, one more question, just to stay on that same topic. Is there like uh, artists out there, or even like a movie or something that kind of like you watched it and like said like, yeah, I want to get into like music for sure. A movie? Uh, no, I don't think so. Not a movie, but what about like an artist, like listening to certain music. Yeah, I was just listening to certain music and kind of just. Uh, growing up, like being into the Warp Tour, the band's Warp Tour, and always wanting to be in bands, and like you know, throughout high school, I was in bands and shit like that. Do you I feel like that? Cult my my fault, TJ. My no, fault. You no. feel like that culture's dying, like band culture. No, I was gonna ask. Like, I think it's actually coming back now. Mm. Yeah. Like, I feel like it was dying for a little while, but like bands are still huge. You know, like I went to see um, this band called Phoenix in uh, when I was in Amsterdam. And like the room, you couldn't even move. There was like five thousand people in the room going crazy. And like, like they I was have gonna their say, own following. You know? I was gonna say like, do you ever feel like to make like that kind of music now is so niche when it was so mainstream before? Like, yeah. do you ever feel like it's like you're out of place in a sense? Like, yeah, definitely, definitely. Sometimes like socially, but, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, socially for sure. Like especially like when I first had sessions with these guys. And, yeah. Like, when, yeah, it was Wiss who introduced me because I DM'd him, but. 
when I first met these guys, I was like, wow, I feel like super out of my pocket mm-hmm. right now. You know? But, uh, you know, I, I loved the challenge. It was a challenge. It was funny coming around him at first. Everything we're saying, he's like, so what's that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. Because, uh, I don't know, I'm a big fan of uh, Ben Shapiro, and he always talks about um, – like the death of white angst so it's like okay, yeah so it's like how white people's like culture is kind of getting erased because they're not allowed to and i feel like mm-hmm. the indie rock scene was so big before right you yeah. have like pink i don't know if you would consider it but i would consider like like classical rock and oh, indie rock sure, relative yeah. scenes the same so like pink tj Floyd. identifies as a marginalized white male so it's like you have like pink floyd like beatles like all oh, those guys sure. biggest bands in the world they, they were the biggest they yeah. were like what hip-hop is today but yeah. then now it's you don't see that much right no, no representation in like the media at mm-hmm. least it's just not as good like, there's so? no one as a, uh, as original as, like, the Beatles. You know so what I mean? No one did Okay, like that's a good idea. Like, so, like, do you think, because, like, in my opinion, this is what I've been saying to Jimmy for a while now, I feel like hip-hop is dying because, like, mm-hmm. the new artists are, in my opinion, not that good. Not as good as, like, the Kanye's or for the J. Sure. Cole's or the Kendrick's. So I'm saying, like, do you think it's a cycle that we're going to just keep going through? So it's like everyone's going to have the nostalgia of the goats. Mm -hmm. We're going to just listen to the goats because we're always going to be able to listen to their music. And then the new up-and-comers are going to just get died out and there's going to be a new genre that steps up. For me, it's just like timeless music is timeless music. Mm -hmm. And that's just it. It's like even look at modern rappers now like i don't know like lil yachty like he just dropped an album <laughs> yeah. that's like an indie album yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying it's not yeah. even like a hip-hop album but it's, it, like, it's always upsetting though because i feel like whenever rappers do like some cool cool shit like that be like yeah like i'm not even a rapper i'm an artist everyone everyone does it rap gets shit on by rappers all the time yeah. myself included it's just really funny it's yeah. just like it's the most disrespected art form of them all yeah. i don't know i but feel like because i would i would argue that a lot of people do that because the the connotation behind rap, right? Like, yeah, no, 100%. It's rap, you're supposed to be talking about drugs and money mm. and guns and but, shit But like even that. with it's rap, like, like, it's funny what you said about rock and stuff. It's like, bro, I feel like rap is headed to a place where, like, 30, 40, 50 years from now, like, rap is going to look so different the way, like, look at what jazz music looks like now to when it started or rock music when it started yeah. to what it looks like mm-hmm. now. Like the Beatles the same were 50 thing years ago, no? Like, the uh, 70s? Yeah, kind of, but I'm just saying, like, the, the Beatles even are more influenced by, like, like, uh, like who they saying. were influenced by. I'm yeah. saying, like, you know, if you look at that transition... You know, it's just it's gonna be crazy with rap too. It's like, yeah, we're getting very far from where it started. So when sometimes when people complain about like the current affair and state of hip hop and stuff, it's like, it's 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 hard to say because like the consumers kind of dictate where it heads, and the consumers just want weird shit. And it's like people still do the old school thing. It's just not as popular anymore. Yeah, no, because I'm saying like, yeah, I believe that there is like a cycle coming back because uh, a friend of mine he owns um, Sneaky D's down in Toronto. For sure, yeah. So he like I've always seen there's like a underground scene for like indie music but then now i feel like it is getting a little bigger and i was wondering and if i like from my perspective at least mm-hmm. I, can, I can only speak from my perspective and i feel like hip-hop is dying to an extent so mm-hmm. i feel like if i wonder if there is just a cycle that's going to continuously happen mm-hmm. where people are just like we're going to be too in love with the nostalgia because like i'm i'm sure like the new kids coming up now are do you think they're listening to like old classic rock and stuff or are they going to be listening to the new guys that like yeah. that you're hearing you know what yeah I, mean? I feel like all the young kids in high school are just like like bumping artists like you know Lil Yachty or yeah exactly those guys but like I feel like it never like vanished Mm -hmm. it was never like gone I feel like rap just kind of overshadowed it for a a little while no yeah for sure I'm not like I've always seen that community around like my sisters involved with it and stuff too yeah and there's bands that are making a really good living like all of them just off of like touring Touring and stuff shows yeah Yeah. as long as you're doing shows and I feel like live music for bands is way more entertaining than live music for hip hop right those guys don't need to be walking around with like two hundred thousand dollar chains and stuff. They don't care about. That I wouldn't even stuff, say that. You know it's like mean? to watch yeah, to don't. watch like someone play guitar live or yeah. like drumming live. It's way more like it's a talent that you're witnessing rather than sure. like watching yeah. the Migos just stand there and bop. Music sure. being digitalized has definitely took the soul away from it, right? Yeah. And like that's kind of like prophetic. Like people seen that coming. You know, they used to mm-hmm. say like, "Oh, all these digital stuff is gonna take the soul out the music," and it really did. Because yeah. it's like, bro, you got one guy sitting behind a computer making beats as opposed to a live band with different personalities and yeah. life stories and shit like you can feel that w- through the man strumming the guitar but yeah. not no more and playing it differently every show too that's the thing yeah like, right band like you're gonna see a different performance because there's yeah. no way they can isn't that like the thing the about the guitar way. solos it's like same thing yeah. so is your band like that then yeah like there's definitely times like for me personally i'm not like an amazing like uh soloist guitarist hey, so, you know what i'm saying <laughs> but like <laughs> so I try we to don't do that parts. on this show yeah no, 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 but i learned the parts 
you know, so I have a, the general idea of what I'm going to play. And then during a show, I'll definitely switch it up and add, you know, certain elements or play this, the guitar differently. Interact and shit. With the yeah. yeah. Shit. It's like, like singing yeah. and shit, right? You're so comfortable yeah. with your guitar. It's like you can put a little flair on it, right? For sure, man. And I feel like that's what's special about the band thing, you know? But um, What's yeah. your band called? We're called Lastly. Okay. Lastly, Do you have any shows yeah. coming up or anything? Uh, yeah, we have a few shows coming up in the summer. Um, Want to shout any out? See if anybody will show up? Uh, which show do we have coming up? I have to look. I don't want to look. Right. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, no worries. No worries. We'll get it back to that. So did you did you go with your band down to uh, Nashville? Uh, no, I didn't. So I went to Nashville with uh, my friend Zach, who's an artist. He's like a pop singer from uh, Essex in uh, London or er, England. England, yeah. And how long were you down there for? We were there for three months. And that's the live music capital of the world, no? Yeah. So you saw a bunch of bands out there. Like, yeah, when you walk downtown, it's just all you hear is noise, like cymbals. It's just drum cymbals because every single spot, there's it's a live, live band playing. Live concerts, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the amazing. thing about it, though, was it was like super weird because it was just all covers. Like, oh. it was just all cover bands. Like, it's like, take some fucking chances, yeah, that's guys. that's what I'm saying. It was all cover <laughs> bands, and I was like, okay, I see. The second I got there, I was like, okay, I see what's going on here. And they, like, made it. They branded it, like, Music City. Yeah. You know, not to say there aren't amazing artists that come out of Nashville, because there still are to this day. Yeah. You know, like Morgan Wallen and, like, you know, all kinds. But, like, definitely I was like, okay, they're just trying to capitalize. Do you feel like that's crazy. like the commercial aspect? And this is what yeah. I feel like in life, it's always the commercial shit ruins it for everybody. It's like, the let the artist shit, dictate yeah. shit. Don't let the money dictate shit. Let the artist and the and the, and like the fans like dictate shit. Yeah. Well, on Joe Rogan, actually, like last week, um, who was that guy? There was a big country singer on it. What's it called? Uh, who's the biggest who country was. guy? He started from Vine. McGraw? Tim McGraw? No, oh, he's like man, a younger so fat many. guy. Ah, oh, shit. Ooh. I'm gonna find I'm it in two to seconds. Think who it would be. I'll find it in two seconds. My bad. No, it's all good. Uh, but in Nashville, it's sick because you can meet those guys just at the bar. Luke Combs. Oh, Luke Combs. Luke Combs. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So Luke Combs sure. is on, and he was saying how like when he first went out to Nashville, he saw two different sides. Yeah. He saw like that there is the indie side, and yeah. then there's the extremely like overly produced where it feels like LA side. Yeah. And he's like, th those people like will go over there and die. Like, the L.A. Mm -hmm. side will go over there. If you fully commit to it, you'll just end up, like, crashing out and burning. Yeah. yeah. But when you actually stay in touch with the music and you actually live in Music City, which he was talking about in Nashville, mm -hmm. he's like, it's a whole different environment. Like, you can't find anywhere else like it. For sure. Yeah, because there's so much talented people and yeah. stuff, right? It's like iron sharpening iron. Yeah. Right? You go to the bar, it's just all songwriters. Yeah. Every single person you talk to is like, oh, yeah, I just got a pub deal. And I'm, you know, I'm a songwriter. I wrote this song. You know, or, like, my friend Keegan and I were at the bar and, like, Mitchell Tenpenny was just chilling there, and he's like a huge country star right now. Yeah, it's like amazing. They don't. They and he don't was just chilling like there, and we, were, we just dabbed him up, and we were like, "Holy shit, man! Like, That's what's sick. up?" And he's like, "Nice to meet you guys." But he was like walking around the bar like a superstar. Like a guy couldn't even go to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> but it's just like it's That's just cool amazing. that they're super humble there still. Like, Do you think? Uh, my fault. My no, fault. No, no, I was just gonna say even like Morgan Wallen will just like go into bars and stuff. But like he's getting more like a pop star now. Yeah. But true. Still. Do you think that like other people from uh, different genres? Because I know that's more like an indie kind of like country kind of rock kind of yeah. thing but do you think that like hip-hop people would benefit from going to a place like nashville or you just be way too out yeah, of your element i don't think there's a point to be honest uh, well or, i wouldn't say know? that because like, like yeah. there is like i think music is music right so yeah. if you come in like let's, let's say you're a sick r&b singer and you went into like a country bar and you just started singing people would appreciate singing sure. like, you know what i mean you said if you're a hip-hop artist no like an r&b oh r&b so artist yeah yeah, yeah. but different. see if you're a hip-hop artist you yeah. go in there and start spitting bars it yeah. might be like who let this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well memphis yeah. isn't that far from there right no, 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 no i'm not i'm not saying it's racist i'm joking i'm saying culturally it's a little off yeah i'm a thousand percent joking a thousand percent like i don't think that that like country people are racist actually there's a lot of black people in the south it's just like culturally they just be like what the fuck no it's just like yeah you're on a country strip you expect country music kind yeah. of thing right my homeboy just sent me this country artist and he was it was like a like a clip off of instagram and the nigga was spitting bars <laughs> bars but it was like he had that like country twang like you know. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> country twang. Twang. um yeah. so let's get into the first headline because it is related to this one like uh famous artists in public you guys saw six nine this week Oh yeah, this guy six nine it's gets yeah. jumped. One of those stories was almost annoying. Like it's like, yeah. bro, this story has been way too much everywhere. It's so weird, and it's like the nigga who beat him up looks old as fuck. <laughs> bro, I'm just wondering like why six nine and only finish. Like, in a Montclair, yeah, yeah. he's on a stairmaster yeah, yeah. in a Montclair. Like, nigga's trying bro, to lose weight. Like quick. something about this <laughs> makes no sense to me. It makes absolutely no sense. It's like, yo, if you have like uh, rich and millies that you claim you own, 
If you sell one Richard Miller, you can build a fucking home gym. Yeah, no, no, no. I no, no. build a home gym. Like, why is this family. guy not having Don't one Richard Don't forget who this guy is. This guy was a little quiet for like a couple months, and then now all of a sudden, where you see him everywhere right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. so it's like, bro, for guys like this, they just like attention. He'll get himself beat up. He'll take all those punches. Oh yeah, just for the sake the of going viral. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like. This is probably what he wanted. But his mm. extensions and stuff is kind of like a costume. So, like, you could take out all those colorful extensions. And a thousand you'll be, percent, brother. You'll be, like, obviously mm-hmm. he's still tatted up, but, like, you'll be a lot less of a target. Yeah, and sure. you shouldn't be wearing a Montclair to the gym either. It makes yeah. Like, all of it just makes no sense to me. I feel like it's a publicity stunt of some sort, but it's like, well, who wants to get jumped as a publicity stunt, yeah, right? No. no, I think so. I think he's that he's that twisted, brother. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so he is. so yeah. you think it is a publicity stunt? Yeah, I really think it is, yeah. yeah. And uh, regardless, it's just like, like I said, the niggas who beat him up are so old. It's like, I don't know. I don't think it has any relevance. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that this is, like, reality. Well, I thought I mean, it was this like This is like some internet shit. I thought mm-hmm. it was funny because you go on, like, No Jumper and all these, like, other blog pages on, um, the inter- on Instagram and shit, and you'll see, like, YG commenting, laughing and shit. It's like, why are these goons out here, like, not even like goons, but like these niggas that are moving, like, you're a street man, out here on the internet just laughing at them, like, man. Like, like, and not, like, not to ride on his coattails too much, but I think that's the only reason why he was able to find any sort of success. It's because, like, he kind of just seen, like, how some guys in the industry act so tough, and he's like, no one's that tough. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, and it's just like, yeah, obviously everyone could agree with that sentiment. It just sucks when you see him go and do all the ratting and all that shit, and all the like the clout chasing where you see a, a, a video like this and you're like yo is this scripted and shit <laughs> like you know nope, that, but like, it's because the, the boy so who cried wolf he's done it, it so much it feels right? like yeah. it's scripted because yeah because it's six nine yeah. but it's like yo what does six nine get out of beat from getting beat up other than clown bro he'd have to get like even if he got shot anywhere other than the head i would say i think this is scripted yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> he yeah, put himself in a fucked up place bro, like, you're yeah. in the uh, la fitness not even a good gym. no like, like you said fam, he could have he could have he could have yeah, like, he could have dressed completely different he could have put on like a covid mask like yeah, he could have yeah. easily not Just been recognized well. like, yeah. yeah 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 no he wanted to he wanted it to look Stare like it was him bit, oh you're posting pictures in the in like the hospital bed saying like i just got jumped like what is like what yeah. like I don't, I don't know maybe it was like a youtube video that he's gonna drop or something he's just teasing i don't know it's nah, i think i think when people say because it's so overused people say clout is a hell of a drug right yeah and it's mm. mostly like a hip-hop thing because i know you guys don't have to worry about that yeah, too no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like bro to see these people like jumping out the window for attention it's like yeah oh like what do you think crazy it's definitely not something I would tap into, you know. But right. Like, yeah. What's your opinion know. on Six Nine? Let me hear on this. Six actually. Nine, I can't lie. There's a couple songs that are, that are hard as fuck. I'm not gonna lie. There's some hard as fuck songs, but like, yeah, I just don't really fuck with it. All right, let me you ask know? you like, this: If like, you were in Six Nine's exact situation back like five years ago, yeah. would you have snitched? If I was in Six oh, Nine, come on, this is an old conversation. Yeah. This is an old, old conversation. I, I just wouldn't have ever been in that position. Yeah. <laughs> and I can vouch for Damien. Damien wouldn't have ever got caught up in no Never. dumb shit like that. Literally Niggas would say, "Hey, hey, blood, you're um trade nine six whatever." He would have yeah. said, "I don't know what those numbers yeah, mean, sir." Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't even. I don't know. Like that's a crazy question. Actually. Uh, so this next headline is kind of yeah. crazy too. It's uh, there's a class action lawsuit against Drake for price gouging for his uh tour tickets. You guys How much that? are the tickets? So I, I think it was like he would release them at like eight hundred and fifty bucks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like within like twenty four hours, it dropped to four hundred and fifty. Okay. So you just wanted like the okay. day one bro, prices, people. Yeah, like, yeah, I'll say out. this too, bro. Think about how much people buy tickets and then resell it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yo, that shit is like the artist is losing money. If I put up my tickets for forty bucks and an hour later they're selling for four hundred bucks, I'm yeah. literally losing out on like ninety percent of the money I should be making. But it's also yeah. like it's an industry that everybody looks at and says this is stupid that there is a resale. Oh, the resale market? market. Yeah, so yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. I understand but that's why saying, artists should sell more so no, that but, the reselling is available. Like, just because you think something stupid doesn't mean you should involve yourself with it, right? So he's no, playing no, he's their combat. game. No, he's combating. I don't think it. he's like he is because listen. Bro, if you make it affordable, like a t- he, I understand that the reason why most artists put out their their tickets at a certain price is because it's an affordable, fair price. Yeah. But these days, resellers take advantage of that and go buy up everything and then put it at uh what the supply and demand is at. Yeah. What people are willing to pay. So yeah. the artist might as well just put out the tickets for what people are willing to pay, and just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Why are you letting some uh, someone else but who has like nothing to do with? Bro, you have to remember too, Drake. 
made himself Drake. He recorded the songs. He did all the promo. He kept making the hits. He kept doing the collaborations. He did a lot of work to be hot, to make his ticket worth that value. A reseller mm-hmm. isn't doing anything except for clicking a button and buying the ticket and then reselling it. That's, yeah, that's I'm bullshit. Just saying, like, it's the fact that it goes from 850 to 450 within 24 hours. That's because the demand goes down. But what, does the demand go down, though? Or is yeah, it just it price gouging? Like, are you really just saying uh, there is a set amount of people that are going to buy day one tickets? Because they're fans of you, they're, like the second like, you announce, you're gonna go. I see what you're saying, but do you did you, do you get what I'm saying? No, it's like, bro. 100%, 100%, like, like the like the, the, re, the resellers are price gouging. Yeah. So Drake might as well price gouge yeah. instead of the resellers yeah. price gouging. No, but I'm it, saying it's both, Drake fans who I'm are getting gouged. Price gouging yeah, yeah, yeah. is wrong, and just because someone else is doing it, you shouldn't do it too. But bro, I'm come to on, that's not it's black like, and white like that. No, but I'm saying there's a face that you can hold accountable, and that's what they're doing with this class action lawsuit. Everybody's against price gouging for sports games, for concerts, for everything. But there's no one to hold accountable because it's like. But let me ask you, for, one, sp- you for, for sports, like it's way less popular to see resellers. That's just almost no, dying man. down. You see it at the stadium yeah, for convenience, yeah. for convenience. But like, bro, when it comes to concerts and shit, like that's it's all it sold is. out right. Yeah, it's it's sold out right away, and you have to go like rebuy it, like you know. Mm-hmm. So I think like if anything, like they just had to figure out a way to get around that a little better. But I see what you're saying for sure. No, yeah. But like, I'm just saying two wrongs don't make a right. But like, yeah, I understand. I don't, I don't, economically, it makes sense for Drake to make yeah. his bag. Right? And especially mm-hmm. if you're a fan, like. Let's say like you're a huge, huge Drake fan, right? And you're like, all right, I gotta pay eight fifty for this ticket. You'd rather it be eight fifty going to Drake and then he could break some records for like Most concert sales, sales yeah. and dollars, whatever, than like some scumbag who just like put a, a bot to buy a like a hundred tickets a bump, at once. Trying to hustle. <laughs> Why are you, why are you disrespecting is, the hustle thing? I'm not disrespecting the hustlers. Okay, my fault. I don't mean to call them scumbags. <laughs> but, like, what do you call it? Like, a leech? It's a, it's a leech, no? They're leeching. Bro, it's an opportunistic. Yeah, that, that's a leech. That's the definition yeah. of a leech. A leech is yeah. an opportunist. Yeah. But <laughs> they see that, that chance to latch onto you, and they do. Yeah. You have an opinion on this? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I agree with Jimmy. Honestly. How do you feel about like reselling in general? Is there ever anything that you want? Because this doesn't happen to white people. I said this already. <laughs> this shit only happens to black people, bro, because black people consume so much shit that yeah. the shit that we want the most, people go out and buy it to resell it to us. Yeah. Like, do you, Does that ever help, ha- come up in your life? Uh, to be honest, I do that with music gear. I'll like definitely buy some shit and then resell it for a bit more. My dad's been doing that since I was a kid, so I kind of got it from him mm-hmm. so i get it you know but i definitely know we do it way that's less. more like you're in the trade yeah. of being a musician that's, yeah. that's like yeah, you're a mechanic yeah. and you do that with car parts yeah exactly yeah. i'm just yeah. like i like i'm obsessed with the stuff so it's kind of like just buying new shit and reselling it oh i got more for this you know but i'm not really trying to make money out you're of not a sneakerhead or anything nah, to make, uh, nah, nah, nah. me neither i'm not either yeah. <laughs> see this oh. is this is but i'm just saying bro like I know Daniel Caesar got canceled for that shit, saying, like, look at the way white people move. But this yeah. is the type of shit he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. This nigga has never been proud gouged yeah. on some shit that he wanted. <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, you, like... There's that yeah. fire guitar you wanted that one yeah. time. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Maybe they might get yeah. him on a guitar. Yeah. But, like, bro, niggas getting got out here on, like, fitteds, yeah, yeah. kicks, like, yeah. everything. My bro like, spent so much tickets. money on fitteds. It's crazy. Oh, man. Fitteds is nuts, bro. I spent, like, $250 on a fitted okay, one time. I was like... Wait, I, 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 when the fitted got to me... Oh, a fitted. I thought you said fitted. It or something. Nah, it's all good. Yeah, but when it, it got yeah. to me, I was like, I'm a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Adidas and Beyonce part ways. You see that? Yeah. So their partnership was apparently uh, Beyonce's merch wasn't selling. Like the Beehive wasn't out here putting yeah, it off. Yeah. Uh, I think I think th- I think that more comes down to like marketing and shit. Like, bro, I hate when shit comes down and it's like people are like, oh, like Beyonce's merch wasn't selling. It's like, first of all, Adidas actually has more responsibility to make that shit sell. Is, does it though? Do, I, I do think, think so. Yeezy I do think push, so. For example, oh Yeezy, just, that's why he's their number one um, oh, so collab. Saying, oh, okay. He's so good. Like, yeah. so don't compare anyone to him. But I'm saying when Beyonce comes to you and is doing a, a fashion collab, she's not no fashion Yeezy. So no one's looking to, to her. So it's Adidas' job to be like. To give her the sick line and make people want it. Do you even shit. know what Beyonce's line was? I don't even know. It what looks a lot like Skims. It looks like bootleg Skims. Oh, is it? Pull it up. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. It's not even creative type yeah. shit. Like, and that's the thing. Be, like, Adidas really has no ideas <coughs> beyond Kanye. That's interesting. I never knew that. But like, yeah, that's cool. Like, I don't know. I never really had an opinion on either. I just thought like, uh, it's just funny that Adidas just seems like it's going in a downhill show the clothes. circle. Show the clothes. It's going down to like a downhill circle, like you know what I mean. Like they keep getting negative press after negative press, so it's like I wonder when it's gonna flip around for them. Um, this next one, yo, Misha, you're gonna have to pull up this clip. Did you see the clip of Diplo? No, I didn't. Oh man, you should play this. Oh yeah, I seen this. You saw this? Oh, no. Yeah, I seen this. Let's play it for a second. I never saw this. Sure, I got a blowjob from a guy before. <laughs> you sh- you're sure that's happened? Yeah. 
and you you just don't remember i mean you're not being you're saying you're, you're not committing to it but you're yeah. saying you're sure it happened for sure but you don't have a specific memory of it like i don't know if it's gay unless you like make eye contact while there's the blowjob that's happening. such a straight guy thing to say but it's i mean getting blowjobs not that gay i think i don't know it's a you tell me we were talking about Bill Clinton. Yo, so, uh, let's start with how David. Does it go from, what do you, what from do you think? that to Bill Clinton? Like, <laughs> how that happens? So, what do you think? Is well, that de definitely blowjobs were brought up when it came to Bill Clinton. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> uh, percent. You know what? Not something that I'd be down for, but you know, so you sure I'm sure there's other people. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's gay though? Yeah, I guess it's not that gay. If Diplo says it's not that gay, it's not that gay. I mean, shit, man. What do you think, Jimmy? I don't care, man. Whatever, like whatever, literally whatever floats his boat, man. You got to do what makes you happy, bro. I feel like, especially straight guys, they sit around too much talking about um other guys' sexuality. Like it doesn't matter yeah, to me yeah. at all. It doesn't matter their sexuality. Yeah, I'm just yeah. asking if the action. Oh, like yeah. Is gay. Like, if if Diplo doesn't think if, 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 if Diplo doesn't think it's gay, then it's not gay to Diplo. If another yeah. nigga thinks he's gay, and he doesn't. <laughs> then then yeah. he's doing some gay shit. I don't know what bro, to say. Yeah. I just feel like uh, these, all these celebrities, <laughs> like these LA people, like. Uh, I feel like when you get so big and it's like, for example, like in his case, pussy's so available, it's like you're going to want the thing that's not available. Try something new. Like yeah. I, I bet you he probably got head from like a straight guy just to see if he could get head from a straight guy. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like there, There's rumors about a lot of shit like that yeah. in LA. People just using their power like, yeah, to just, get just, off type to, shit. To sure. see what they can get away with. Because there's no way, like, if you claim that you're not gay, but you're okay getting head from a guy, when it's like... At any point, this guy can get any girl he yeah, wants. Yeah. Slide in someone's DM and be like, hey, let me fly you out. Come over. Yeah. Like, You know what I mean? There's no shortage of women for a guy like Diplo. No. So it's like, to, it has to be some type of... Or it's just the drugs he's, he's It's the doing. chase. <laughs> yeah, it could be the drugs. That's what I'm saying. It's like the chase. Yeah. Like, can I get away with it kind yeah, of thing? Yeah. Oh no! I found or that maybe hilarious. Maybe he's just a little gay, you know. Yeah, like, that's fine. Maybe one day at the month, that's yeah. how he feels. Yeah. Like, who knows, man? Who knows what he's on? Yeah. Right, it gets too romantic at yeah, that point. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like that's the line you can't cross. Yeah, I have a hard time looking at a girl in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Don't look at me. <laughs> Head back, eyes closed. What do you mean? Um, let's just take a hard pivot away from this then. But like, uh, so in Toronto news, I don't know if you guys saw this, but minimum wage is increasing to sixteen fifty. Man, I like that, but I just feel like every time they raise up the minimum wage, everything just goes up. This is, what I'm saying. this is where yeah. price gouging needs to be brought up. <laughs> it's the corporations now need to be stopped. Like, yo, them prices, they need to sit there for at least three years, man. Mm -hmm. Every month the prices are going up, bro. Yeah. Well, how am I supposed to keep up with this yeah. shit? I feel like, and it's, I'm making the same amount of money. Everyone pays me the that, same amount. That's what I'm no saying. No one pays me more because I don't work minimum wage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like you're just you're just fucking up everything. It's fucked. Yeah. I don't like like me personally. I'm very against it because like I feel like I'm in the middle class, right? I make around like eighty thousand a year, roughly. Like you know what I mean? But when minimum wage was at ten thousand, all right, ten dollars an hour, I was still making eighty thousand a year. Exactly. And then it went up to fifteen. I'm still making the same. Now it's going up to almost seventeen. And all the prices like, are going up. So everything's mm. getting more expensive. But like it's like yeah. I'm running in place, kind of thing. So it's like I'm not not even just me in general, but the middle class is running in place, bringing up the lower class and the upper class because there's so much money in circulation now. It's just gonna keep like skyrocketing away. It's gonna kind of. I feel like it's going to create, instead of like a four or five class tier, it's going to create a two class tier of the poor and the rich. What do you like, think, David? Uh, I don't know. I'm just broke anyways. That's how most people are going to feel. <laughs> that's that's, that's pretty much what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm, like I, I just have enough money to survive. Yeah. Right? I, I don't know like, what else I'm going to Also, you, I feel but. like minimum wage isn't meant for like adults to survive on. I feel like they're yeah. meant for kids that yeah. take an after-school sure. job. Sure. Fair enough. I feel like there should be different tiers of minimum wage. Yeah. Like under 25 minimum wage, between 25 to 35, over 35. But it's like, but in my opinion, it's like there's no job for example when i was like 17 i was got a security license and i was a concierge at a condo and i was making like 17 dollars an hour it's like yeah. you can find jobs like for under 20 dollars an hour relatively easily so it's like if minimum wage was still 10 dollars an hour it's like those jobs are still there 
And it's just no, like I'm, it's a matter I'm, of how much people want to work, right? Like, like I a grown person is trying to like feed their family shouldn't be working at McDonald's. I understand there's certain situations where like shit like that happens, but the people that work at McDonald's should be students that are after school working there or like. Nah, I just okay, okay. It's just like bro in the NFL. They, what do they have? They have veteran minimums. Yeah. Because you earned that mm. respect. You've lived on this planet long enough that you should not be getting no minimum wage. If you had to come work at McDonald's, just because you have no life skills. Like whatever, whatever your situation may be, you see it all the time, bro. You see moms working at McDonald's and shit, and I just mm-hmm. don't want none of the moms be working there for no single like well, like like minimum wage. Have you ever heard bullshit. of the concept of like a true free market? Like how um like have you, it's like um it's a free market uh, capitalist like uh, perspective on on economics. Where bro, I'm not gonna lie, bro. All them words you just said, <laughs> my brain shut well, off right theory, there. There's bro. a theory of like there Too should much. be zero minimum wage, and you get paid based off your worth at all levels, and like. Uh, you can't do a hybrid system of it where there is a minimum and there isn't. It's kind of like all or nothing, so that's why we've never implemented it. But essentially, you'd be getting paid based off your value, and it's like the value is determined by yourself. Even that type of shit, bro. Like this is why, like sometimes people talk about, like I don't know, man. Everyone's valuable, bro. You're a human being, man. You like, but, like I'm not I don't know. Everyone should get. Every, I think everyone should get a livable wage. I said all the so time. You, it sounds like communism, but whatever. What I don't want to talk like, about politics uh, too much because that's just my my opinion. Like. I feel like all that, like, people being poor shit is just whack. What about, like, universal mm. basic income? You're, like, for that? Yeah, that's the type of shit I'm saying. Like, yeah, people, like, really frown upon that. But I think to a certain extent, it's going to be super necessary, especially when all the AI starts to kick in. A lot of people are going to start to lose their jobs. It's going to be like, what? Because I'm not able to do a better job than a robot, I don't deserve to live no more? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, bro, everyone should, like, bro, money makes the world go around, and the world's going around, so spread the money around. Like, let but it's people, also like, like, like what we were talking about last episode where people would just get complacent at that point, right? Like they if, probably would. Bro, when there's so... You never seen Wall-E, you never, you never seen Wally, though? When there's a robot to do everything that there that, that is to so be done... So you like a Wally civilization? I don't. It's inevitable. Well, it's inevitable. I, it's not inevitable. <sighs> like, that's what we always get back oh, to. Exactly. That's, that's why I say stay off the fucking to- the politics <laughs> shit, bro. Politics. Talk about something interesting. How is that politics? That like, is politics. We're talking about minimum wage and how the government is supposed to combat that. Like yeah, how we're gonna live? Shit. Like, what are you talking? Not about? really, bro. I'm gonna get my paper regardless. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you, I'm gonna get my paper regardless. That's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm I don't talking rely about. on the government for that type of shit. <laughs> well, we're talking about money and all these banks collapsing and stuff. I don't even know enough about that to speak on it. But there was this article that came out where this um, these experts were talking because um, the the head of the Fed said, "Don't worry about hyperinflation. It's not a realistic thing. It's never gonna happen." And then this expert went to that guy on Twitter and he said, I'll bet you $2 million of my own money. We put out everything in escrow right now that Bitcoin will get to a million dollars within the next three months because of hyperinflation. Next three months is a little crazy. Up to a million dollars, yeah. I'll say this, bro. If it went up in the next three months, that shit would just fuck up a lot of a lot of shit for everybody because that means that the dollar crashes and the, and yeah, the Bitcoin goes up. that's hyperinflation. And it's just like anyone who's not invested in that Bitcoin shit, like, it, it, it would just be the people who have Bitcoin getting rich off the world, but this is the type of shit I'm talking about, bro. The banks have too much power where if that ever happened, it's because they let it happen. And well, I don't think yeah, they'll well, let like, that That's happen. what's kind of happening right now. So it's like, you say you don't want to talk about politics and stuff, but this is our life being affected, right? So all I know, these, but, all these I, policies, but, I'm saying, like, I'm, let me just finish. All these policies, like, they, like, we don't have necessarily a say, but we can have an opinion. So it's like, if enough people talk about I'd rather about, give my opinion on some titties or some shit, yeah. though. Like, that's what I'm saying to you, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like my opinion is more like more appreciated when it comes to like more funnier shit. Like, like this shit is cool, bro. But it's just like, yeah, like get your Bitcoin. Make sure you have a little bit just in case some shit like that happens. Because it is realistic, and some shit like might happen where the banks all tell you like, no, we don't have your money. Imagine that happen. Like that's a more of a conversation I want to happen. But like, that what, is what's the, happening. That's I, the whole I concept know, of hyperinflation. I know, I know. But when you come at it from the part from the part where we're talking about the top part of it. Brother, we're all regular people. But Let's just talk about how it affects our. Find a way how it affects your life, and I'm trying that's to. What, that's you. what I'm trying. To, that's what I'm life. trying to do too. I'm trying to say the, the way it would affect us is okay. If the bank right now said all of us didn't have any money, yeah, life would be pretty fucked up. That'd be a scary. That would be a scary day for sure. Mm-hmm. And if you only only whatever you had in cryptocurrency meant something, that'd be fucked up. And even then, <coughs> ask yourself, how would you crash cash out that cryptocurrency? You're gonna go to a machine. And try to cash out the cryptocurrency. You know how much of those machines probably won't even be operating or like be fucking having a bunch of people waiting around to see who in the area has Bitcoin. Those machines would be a dangerous place to go. No, so essentially what it mm. is is like if the dollar goes to nothing, right? The value of the dollar is what the what Bitcoin is like leveraging against. Mm-hmm. The value of Bitcoin is gonna maintain the same for other countries' currencies. No, I understand. So I understand. like you're kind of betting against the country in a sense. Yeah. Bro, if, if that but that's what I'm saying to you. If the dollar went to zero right now, right? 
it wouldn't be like you could walk around and people would be like, oh, shit, the dollar went to zero. It'd be like people will be robbing you and shit, like taking your shit mm-hmm. and like like locking up their doors no, and that shit. Would, it would, see, like, you're, like hyperinflation wouldn't be to zero. It would be what we're seeing now. So the prices of everything goes up because the value of the dollar is worth. The products are more important than the actual dollar. I feel like, well, what he was saying with Bitcoin being worth um, $2 million in the next three months, that's what would have to happen. The, the dollar would have to go from being worth like a dollar to being worth like 10 cents. Well, it would be, be something drastic. It would be a dollar is worth like 10,000. Like, so it's like, yeah, Venezuela. yeah, like whatever, like, yeah, yeah, whatever 10 cents is worth now is what the dollar would be. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> the last, the last uh, headline I got for you, like, uh, there's this interview with uh, Charlemagne on The Breakfast Club, and he was wa- there with his therapist. I want to hear what you think about this. This is Charlemagne's therapist. The comedian is his therapist? No, 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 no. He's going to show up. Say that's yeah. Yeah. Oh, you have the actual <laughs> <clip>. <laughs> That's Andrew Schultz. No yeah. way that's his therapist. You want the actual you, you, you told me the other day that oh, you see, feel we talk like about kids sh- Pippen after should too? disrespect that's some, some shit I want to talk about. I think that kids, I think parents should expect. Jason, let me let me put that in context. How many of you guys in this room are, would like to raise your children to be strong-minded, independent-thinking, ambitious kids or adults, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you are going to instill that, part of that is confidence, part of that is voice, part of that is knowing I have value. And when you're teaching your child that, and I'm talking five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, the first place they practice voice is on you guys. Correct. That's the first place. So you might say to them something, and I'm going to tell you something. My mother, I had two brothers. My mother would say, Ellie, go do the dishes. And I would be like, why didn't you ask one of them? And that would get me popped. You know, that, that would get you looked That's at. That's usually popped, I told you so. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But if you're teaching your child to be confident, to be strong, to, be, to value their voice, they should ask those kinds right, of questions, and, then, and it allows. So I want to know what you think about something like that. Well, I mean, I'm a parent, right? So I'll mm-hmm. talk about it first. Even with my first kid, I grew up like that. Like I wasn't allowed to question anything, bro. I remember I used to get boxed all the time, like all the time, like a lot, a lot. So I became like uh, almost like a chameleon and just know how to deal with my surroundings or whatever. Like when you go to be a parent, a lot of times when you revert back to how should shit be, you are satisfied with your life because as a human i got this far so i'm gonna i'm gonna do what i know so a lot of the, the bad habits that you get from your parents you put into your kids so i was like being overly strict with my daughter at first man her first few years i was just being overly strict and just no disrespect no back talk and even now i gotta catch myself all the time because like i said that's how i grew up but a thousand percent what he's saying is right bro and this is actually a problem that once again you mostly see in the black community and sometimes people joke around like oh like white kids would be like oh fuck you mom and it's just like that's a little <laughs> no, extreme not my mom <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. i'm sure right that's the thing yeah. too it's not realistic yeah. it is a little extreme but you should be able to have healthy dialogue with your parents especially because mm-hmm. when you're an adult when you go into your first few corporate situations especially let's say you're someone young and talented nba player or someone like a, a extreme star you don't want to get taken advantage of those first few times that you come to dealing with people when those first few contracts matter a lot you don't want to be so docile where you feel like you can't speak to authority you can't talk back to authority and that's pretty much what you're programming these kids to do if you don't ever let them question anything you say you should be able to explain to them why you're making things the way they are and if you don't have a good explanation then you're saying it for no reason and you should probably just check yourself but it's not like i'm saying parenting in a sense, I'm not a parent. You are, so I, I can only speak from my perspective. Mm-hmm. But I feel like parenting—you're not gonna ever tell your kids to do something that they shouldn't do. Like you know what I mean? Like if I do, like what she was saying, and that's in the in that clip. If I say go do the dishes, I'm not saying like you sh- like you understand that the dishes need to be done. It's a chore that like I pay if I'm paying the bills for the house, you have to do your part, do your chores. Mm-hmm. And it's like if I tell you, you shouldn't talk back. Like you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so it's like I feel like in that clip, like it, it's it's. I can understand where he's that coming That was just from. a quick example, though. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a broad spectrum. He's talking about life, everything in life. So that was one example, a quick example. Yeah. It might not have been the best one because, yeah, when it comes to chores, when it comes to chores, <clears throat> I pay the bills and I clean up after you a lot. So, of course, you're going to clean up when I tell you to clean up. Yeah, and I feel like, mm. like, like it's to like the level where uh, like they later go in the clip saying, like, if I tell you to do your homework, you don't say, why now? Like, I can do it later. You say, okay, I'm going to go do my homework. And that's what I'm trying to say. So it's like mm. parenting and discipline and, uh, like, boundaries – or should be set. Do I think every parent is perfect? Absolutely not. But it's like, I think it's the responsibility of the parents to set the boundaries and not be questioned. Yeah, you know I'll say I mean? stuff like this, like, like, because like I said, that was, wasn't the best example. So let's say, like, you see your kid doing something, right? But it's at the corner of your eye, and you go to yell at them, and you're like, ah, da-da-da-da-da. And your kid's there like, oh, but it wasn't me. Da-da-da. They're trying to explain to you the situation. And you're like, shut up. You hear me talking? 
don't talk when I'm talking. Is that type of parenting where the kid might be telling you, oh, you didn't see what happened. Like, that's not what happened. It was actually my little brother yeah. knocked that down, and I was trying to make him. And it's stuff like that where it's like, yeah, like, take a second to let them explain mm-hmm. themselves. Even if they are wrong, give them that freedom to communicate well, that. Sometimes well, yeah, we're just that. so quick to, to, to hop on our, our kids, and, like, we'll be the biggest bullies to our kids, bro. And that's just being real. Like, and I, I, I would never take pride in that. I'm saying but accidentally we do it. So you need mm-hmm. to check yourself because it's just like being a parent – it's hard, bro, especially because it's like you have them from when they're one years old. They cannot do anything to defend themselves ever. And you're always going to have that mental. You're their parent. Like even when they get to five, six, seven, eight, nine, you're the one who raised them to be whatever way you want them. So if you want them to be super docile, they will be. And you can continue to make them even more and more and more and more docile. But like you said, are you trying to make your kid be an independent, strong person with their own thoughts, their own creativity and stuff? And that type of stuff takes a little bit of extra freedom where it might still come down to you saying, no, I told you not to fucking do that, but give them the chances to, to explain themselves. Yeah, I feel like there's more. Like you can have conversations with your kids, right? Like about mm-hmm. things that are discipline aside. Like mm-hmm. what what interests you? Okay, like for example, when I'm with Jaden, my nephew, I'll ask him something that interests him, and then ask him 50 questions in a row about the same thing, but just like peeling the layers back kind of thing. And I feel like that will get you to what he's explaining, like a free thinker, right? Mm-hmm. So to understand why you like this show or why you like this movie or whatever. Like break it down to the like to the the, the core essentially. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that necessarily like I, I thought this clip was crazy to say that it's okay for your kid to disrespect to disrespect you in the sense the of the disrespect part. You, you 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 take it a certain type of way, but yeah. trust me, bro. Even when I'm saying like it's like see what you're saying with with, with Jaden, how you asked about his interests and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so then now when you have someone who, um, comes at your kid like that, they're gonna be prepared for that. Are they gonna be prepared when their boss says, "What the fuck are you doing"? Are you idiot? Didn't I tell you to have that on my desk by two two p.m.? So how do you want your kid to react like that in a workplace? No, but right? like they need to be able to be assertive and say, "Listen, I know I'm your employee, but don't talk to me like that. If not, I'm not never gonna work for you ever again." I would Some, say something more or less along those lines. You don't want your your kid to be stuck in a situation where their boss talks to them like that and they say, "Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Right away, mm-hmm. sir." And that's what I'm trying to try but to I say. I kind of do. Like that's respect. Nah, you know? I don't. I me mean, personally, no, it's no, respect. no. Whenever someone comes at my kid, I want them to react the same way that it took me to get all the way being 30. And yes, I'm saying like, what I'm saying is like, bro, I remember being 18 and sometimes people would say shit to me and I would let that shit slide because I'm like, my dad taught me to be respectful to my elders. But it's like, no, nah, you shouldn't let sh- certain, sh- um, certain shit slide. Like respect is earned and respect is a mutual agreement. Mm-hmm. When someone is not respecting you, you don't have to return that respect anymore unless it's like a supreme authority, oh, like the police or that. something like that, yeah. where it's like, okay, don't get yourself in jail because you want to prove something. But when it comes to workplaces, school, all that, Conduct yourself, keep your head high, keep your chin in the air. And it's not even about being rude or like that's that's why the word disrespectful is so weird for him to use. Yeah. It's not about being disrespectful, it's about being assertive and always standing up for yourself and looking out for your best interest. That's what we need to raise our kids to do. And not just be um polite and humble and obedient and all this shit. That shit is for slaves, bro. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to raise See, I slaves. Don't, I disagree with that because it's like uh, it's all right, it's fine for us yeah. to disagree. Yeah. Like, you know, it's what fine. What do you think, David? I feel like uh, there's a bit of both. Like, yeah. I was raised with a bit of both of that, mm-hmm. personally. So, like, I completely see both well, I also, sides. Like, yeah, I feel like... Your mom ever boxed you upside your head? Oh, yeah. Like, not, <laughs> not, not upside your head. It was a wooden the show. We had to ask yeah, him. Yeah, no, it, was, it wasn't boxed upside head. It was a wooden spoon thing. Did it hurt? Yeah, oh, yeah, it hurt. Did you cry? Nah, I can't remember, actually. Give <laughs> me an, like, an example of, like, where your parents were hit. He cried. He cried. I thought you had to cry. I cried before. You try to not cry, you're going to get hit way harder. Yeah, right? You're going to cry right away. Yeah, yeah. Then you save yourself a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He's a little big bitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, for me it was more when I was just like annoying my mom. It almost wasn't even like me being a bad kid or anything mm-hmm. like that. I feel like when I got in real shit, it was like she made me know that I was in shit, but it wasn't by hitting me or anything like that. But it was just dumb shit. Like if I would bug her, like you know, I'd just be like, I don't know, we're trying to do the dishes, and I just like keep throwing the dirty ones into yeah. other things. She would like whack me with a wooden spoon, like just on my fingers. Yeah. You know, when you're what real mean? young, yeah. you're talking about right? Yeah, like yeah, really you need young. that when yeah. you're real young. So you, yeah. like, like, me just don't too. fuck around with me right when, uh, now. You know? like, like I was raised by my mom and her best friend, so my godmother. Yeah, like my dad wasn't really around, but like my yeah, godmother, when, when she would beat us, like we would literally me and my three my siblings, so my two brothers and my sister, we would have to stand there with our hands out 
yeah. and she would get a belt and slap her hand. Yeah, like that's yeah. our that, that was our punishment of beating. That yeah, doesn't yeah. hurt. Nah, yeah. But it's like the emotional like that you know you fucked up. Oh yeah. And this is your punishment for fucking up is what's making yeah. you fall. Like we're ball like I've seen my brother get beat. I'm like, uh oh. yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Before it even comes to me. Yeah, it's your like, turn's coming. I feel like yeah. that part of like uh, like, like when I when I say beating my kid, I feel like that is what I'm talking about when I say I would, but yeah. I would never like. There's obviously parents that take that shit way too far and are throwing fists and shit. Yeah, yeah. And that's oh yeah, yeah. Throwing fists getting is spanked far. is one thing. But, but yeah, like yeah. even like the concept of spanking, right? Like you yeah. bend them over, slap their ass. Yeah. It's like your ass is the fattest part of your body. Yeah, that's gonna yeah, hurt yeah. the absolute least. Yeah. But it's yeah, like yeah. you and understand you did something like, wrong. Even just yeah. the concept of it too, like 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 when the like the spankings become too redundant like that's what happened with me and my sister we used to get into a lot of trouble yeah. a lot because we used to argue so much my dad used to hate that you know punish us and one day we got in like a huge amount of trouble like my dad's at work he comes home and we're getting punished he's like look you guys could choose either i'm gonna spank you now you guys go about your <laughs> shit or you'd be grounded for a week and me and my yeah. sister both looked at each other we're like, oh, definitely the spanking. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that spanking right now, yeah. brother. Yeah. <laughs> where do you, where do you stand about spanking? Uh, no, that, bro, my yeah. dad was like, right in that moment, he was like, I'm not spanking you guys no more. That's just not working. Yeah, he's like, if you guys want that, that's, yeah, that's yeah. like, this is, not, this is not how it's supposed to go. <laughs> yeah. like, no, you know? I stopped getting beat at like, probably like 13, 14, because yeah. like, I was, at that yeah. point, I was just like, for, way bigger than my mom. Yeah. For my sons, they're probably going to get beat a good amount of time, depending on how they're acting. Like, But yeah, like you said, 13, 14, probably around 13, 14. But even then, it's not a constant thing, bro. If I got to constantly beat my son, it's, we got to no, go yeah, fishing and problem. talk for yeah, a few yeah, hours a type problem. shit. I got to go bring them around my niggas and let them know, like, yo, like, you know, I was the man back in the day. Don't be acting because like I'm your pops and I'm calm now. You could act all crazy and yeah, shit, yeah. bro. I'll still slap the shit out of you. <laughs> like, you know? Just stuff like that type shit. Like, yeah. you know? But like, yeah, like, even with my daughter and stuff, it's like, you know, she's a little princess, but it's like, I got to make it so that I'm not trying to ruin her as a person. So it's like the whole spanking thing is like, you don't, like like you guys said, bro, you don't need to hit your kids hard. Just yeah. the whole concept of like yeah. them getting into that corporal punishment, they know they fucked up you and that's all it is. You fucked up yeah, before yeah. anyone even touches yeah. you. Like, yeah, deserve it. Knowing it's coming. Never, yeah. like, the, uh, I've obviously heard stories like where like someone throw an iron at you and shit. Yeah, yeah, like, that's, that's fucked up. That's yeah, too that's much. That's just way too That's much. you lost your temper. And yeah, that's when you exactly. check it. If you're losing like, your temper on your kids, you're fucked. Yeah. You lost already. I 100% agree. But like also too, I'll say... I've noticed that people who never got boxed are kind of a little too brave. Like, bro, mm. I'll box you. And that's what that's <laughs> that's what you as a grown person have to now box this person yeah, for the first yeah. time in their life because they never understood that. Well, I say that you know? about bullying all the time. I say mm. bullying is necessary because like that just shows who can deal with conflict or not when they grow up. Like, what about certain things? So like the other day, some kid came to my boxing gym and um his dad was saying like he got jumped by 20 guys and shit. And my coach is like, well, I mean, we can help him with his self-confidence and how he carries himself, but we can't help him fight 20 guys. No, well, that's <laughs> you know? a, I don't think that's bullying. Like, you know, right? But that is bullying because my whole thing is like, I, I the whole reason why that happens is because probably one or two kids are picked on the kid. Mm -hmm. They see he's not defending himself, mm -hmm. and then everyone piles on because it's an easy target. Yeah. That's I, how I, young kids I are. I get that, yeah. but I'm, like, I don't, wouldn't consider that bullying. I would consider that assault. But, like, I don't think <laughs> that, like, like, bro, like, I think bullying is, like, name-calling and shit. Like, literally, like, the, the, like, like belittling. Yeah, like, teasing. I think teasing. Teasing is healthy. I think like bullying pushing is people up. around yeah. and stuff like get like I feel like the phys the most physical you can get in bullying is pushing someone around. I think that anything, shit is. I think that shit is cool. Any punches thrown or slaps or anything. I, I that's think the pushing shit bullying. is cool when it's a member of your friend group. Like how we kind of bully Micah a little bit, yeah. but he's still our boy. But like, bro, if someone else came around us trying to act like that with Micah, they'd get fucked up. No, yeah, but I'm saying know? for kids in the schoolyard, it's like there should be a level of like being able to learn to stand up for yourself because at the end of the day like a 13 year old kid's not gonna really hurt a 13 year old kid right yeah they will what are you talking about especially yeah. multiple of them yeah like well do i do i want my kids to get bullied no but it's like if my kid came home and said these kids were making fun of me blah 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 i want to show up to the school the next day talking to the principal like hey you have to get this to stop i'll nah. tell my son how to like handle it like you know what i mean how, like, what would you tell him i'll tell him like you have to understand that the like sticks and stones type shit like you know what i mean what about you damien when you got like bullied you ever got bullied like growing up I just like one or two times where you had to go to your mom type shit? No, I feel like I was kind of the guy who bullied kids. Oh, he's a bully? <laughs> there was like one or uh, two times that I remember. There was one kid that I remember. I just like, we didn't like each other. And he didn't really bully me, but I knew that 
I feel like I bullied him, and I, I definitely apologized years later. Damn. We're cool now. We're definitely cool Damn, now. Dude, but, yeah. I, but like, I, I never got bullied, when honestly. When I was, like, mad cool in elementary school. When you no say you bullied bully me, like, what were you doing? Like, no, I was, shit, like... like Ah, what was I doing? Like, I think there's, bro, there's one Tell time. Tell the girls you have a small dick and shit? No, it was like this <laughs> one. Yeah, it's bullied. Yeah, it, 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 it was honestly like telling people that this dude had a hairy dick. Because <laughs> he like, he <laughs> hit. You guys are some he, different yeah. type of bullies, yo. <laughs> he hit, bro, he hit puberty in like grade three or some shit. Great, it was, uh, it was fucking crazy. Yeah, and that's what it was. And I remember going to the principal's office. My mom had to come and all that shit just because I was running around like telling kids this it's dumb shit. I, 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 a thousand percent would say he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was me. I was literally sitting there just thinking, shit. I remember like, when I was in uh, does, like, I was in grade nine. I got oh, suspended man. from school because uh, I called a girl a cunt on Facebook. Oh, so shit. Back in the day when like, a f- like one photo on Facebook will yeah. have like 50,000, like oh, 100 yeah. comments and yeah. everyone's just talking back and forth. Yeah, yeah. There's this one girl I remember we went to middle school with together and I didn't like her. I called her a cunt. I didn't even know what a cunt meant. I remember sitting in the office. They had a print out of the whole conversation with everybody because everybody just talking shit and yeah. then the principal had a highlight it saying do you know what that means i was like no and then she's Damn. like are you are you joking i'm like no i don't know what it means i just know it's offensive to girls yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, then, yeah, yeah. and then she had to explain to me how it means dirty vagina yeah. like, oh, i started shit. laughing in there that i got suspended uh. bro it was hilarious it's like that's what i mean it's like calling people names and shit is just yeah. like like i don't know i feel it's, like that's like when you're that young, you don't really know exactly. what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. You're our generation has tough. Yeah, our like, generation has tougher skin for it yeah. too. I remember, like, yeah, my like, I remember I was young and, and some niggas down the street, like, they're like, oh, like, get off my property. And I went home, I was so mad, and my dad's like, you're not at school, like, just beat them niggas up. <laughs> I, just, I went back and I beat the shit out of them. I felt so good after. Yeah. But like, yeah, like, it's really that shit really only matters in school. But like, even yeah. then, like, I always just been the type to fight, man. And that's why I would tell my sons, like. It's just so much easier to fight, like especially for boys. Like it might sound like people are like, oh, this is toxic masculinity, but it's like a lot of females don't realize. Like a lot of my best friends, we fought, like, and and that's actually what led to us being friends. Cause you had that respect level for him. Like, oh, he's not no punk. At least if I go to fight him, he's gonna fight me back. D boy, yeah. You know what I mean? D boy got into a fight like the first week of school. Same thing with um with, with your brother Tristan, Tristan yeah. who's like my mm-hmm. best friend to this day. That's my brother. Like you know, we got into like. Man, I mean, that, we've been in, like, eight fights. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like, you're going to fight well, with like, your friends if you're a man. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like, especially, like, women or guys today, especially, won't understand what it means to fight as, like, friends. Not even friends, but, like, as a man, it's like, yo, you fight, our beef is done after that no matter what, yeah. no matter the result. I feel like. And it's like, the retaliation era, I feel like, is what we're in, where people are starting to escalate violence. And, like, yeah, that wasn't a that thing shit. back in the no, day. No, no, we used to just scrap it out, get it out quick, yeah, dap yeah. up, go so you can smoke done. and all that, play yeah, Madden yeah. and but it's it's weird though, cause like it's like you said, these days it's like, it's like it's like I, I don't want to be like misogynistic and stuff, but it's like the young dudes are taking after females. Yeah, like 100%. we would just like, bro, right as soon as that shit happens, and even me, I would type person. If someone says come meet me after school, I'm not even about that. Yeah. Right in the right moment, now, yeah. we're gonna do it or not at all, right? <laughs> and it's just like sometimes you see like with that female tendency is a type to talk behind her back, talk behind her back, talk behind her back until it's unavoidable. And then you get these huge fights where everyone gets as much people as possible and it's as violent as possible. And it's like, yo, that's female shit. And the fact that that's how the young guys are moving, it's just like, bro, do whatever you want, right? But mm. you're going to crash out doing that shit. You're yeah. not going to last long. I'll, I feel like I'll the difference in school and like society, though, for situations like that, is you do end up seeing the same person every single fucking day. Like, if you think about school, like, it's crazy. What you mean? Like, you, if you got in a fight with somebody, you get suspended in a week, you come back, and you still see, you're in class with that same kid. Oh, you yeah, you, you might yeah, as well squash. I mean, it's going to be awkward. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like sure. people have, like, at that point, you have a faster turnover rate of, like, I'm going to see you every day. I'm not going to try to fight you every day. So it's like, once the fight's done, we both understand what just happened. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it moving. Like, you know? Yeah, ideally, right? And that's why, like I said, man, the whole after-the-fact thing, I've been on record, man. Everyone in my high school, one day, like, me and some guy got into it because he knocked out my friend. We got into it with rah, rah, rah. After school, he had, like, 50 niggas waiting for me. Jeez. But my niggas were solid, like, like you know? Mm-hmm. I wasn't worried. <laughs> I wasn't worried. The people I was with, I wasn't worried. I'll say that much. Have yeah. you ever so been Damien? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. finished my story. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, like, five of us, but yeah. we're good. Like, we're good. But um, so homeboy comes up to me. He's like, bro, like, you know, I'm not going to make everyone get involved in this. And I'm, like, looking at him, like, bro, you know, I brought 50 niggas. Like, <laughs> they don't even go to our school. Like, yeah. all my friends are people from the school and shit, right? Yeah, but yeah. um, he's like, I don't want to get into it, but let's just fight one-on-one. Yeah. And I kind of look around, and I'm like, bro, there's a crowd of, like, 100 people around us yeah. and shit. Like, you know, and I'm looking around, I'm like, 
Nah. I'm like, bro, it's not that serious. I, yeah. I fought you because you knocked out my boy in the moment. Like, I don't, I don't even have no issue with you. I'm not trying to put on a show for these people. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. left, and we went our separate ways. My one boy was super mad at me. He's like, bro, if someone challenged you to a fight, you never back down. And he, he did have a point. Because <laughs> yeah, in that yeah. moment, I probably did look like a punk. No. But now being 30, looking back on it, it's like, yeah, bro, what, what, what was I fighting for that day? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, just exactly. foolishness, bro. So, so for the young guys, like, bro, don't be, like, don't be so like trying don't to ego prove, fight. Yeah, don't yeah. ego fight. If you, if you got a, a issue, deal with it and then yeah. let it be that. Don't yeah. don't you take it You usually can talk that. your way out of it too. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you don't always gotta fight. Mm-hmm. So have you ever been in a fight? Uh, like I think maybe one in like grade four or some shit. Like it was like super soft. But in high school, I almost got in one, but I talked my way out of it because he was way bigger. Than me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I honestly, I stole his girl. I can't lie, I stole oh, his girl. Bro, what? So it uh, was like I, mean, I really liked her, and she just didn't want to be with him anymore. But <laughs> Like, so I, I was, but, but, like, him and I were, like, kind of dogs, like, but not really. Like, it's hard to explain. Oh, like, so man. he, like, he, like, confronted me in the hallway one time, and he oh, was just like, you want to fucking fight right now? And I was, like, looking at him, and I was like, nah, bro. Like, you're going to kick my ass. So, hey, I'll say this, good. bro. When you're young. I talked my way out of that shit. When you're young, you get influenced by like TV and shit. And bro, dudes on TV be fighting over girls all oh, the yeah. time. That shit's not yeah. cool in real life. No, it's <laughs> no, not. Don't fight over it's no not. bitch. That's ever. why I was like, nah, I'm not fighting you, bro. Yeah. Like, unless someone like slaps your wife's butt. Yeah, even yeah, then, yeah. he probably did it because he for a reason. He's yeah. trying to instigate you. Yeah, just yeah. pretend you didn't see that shit. Nah, nah, not me, not me. Don't try that shit. Has something coming to you. I'm saying, I've been in a lot of fights in my life. Probably like over. 10, hey? Over ten, I, I used to be a bouncer in like security, oh, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never in my life been in a fight for myself. Okay. I like I've had issues where I again like I like I understand I'm way bigger than a lot of people, right? So I don't need a fight. Mm-hmm. The only time I've ever been in fights is to protect friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like ever, but in, I, well, he I, never wants to protect me. He always wants to challenge <laughs> me. Fights. You see how that works? Nah, yeah, if yeah, anybody yeah. ever see, steps you, you know I would. <laughs> but it's like I remember the last fight I ever got in was like a, literally a matter of. Um, we were, we were, me and my friend, me and my brother, Ezra, the one who was on last podcast, like, we were just at a club for, like, a closing. It was the Brunny for their, their last night ever. And then um, his friend was just outside talking to a girl, and some random group of guys just came and sucker punched him, knocked him out. You no, know, like, uh, his his boy, his wife friend. So then the, the security guards came in. It's called God Ezra because we all knew each other. And he was like, yo, your boy just got a sucker punched outside. Blah, blah, blah. So we came outside, and there was like eight niggas just standing there just like saying, like, what are you going to do? So me, Ezra, and my one friend, Owen, banged in all eight of them. Just the three <laughs> of them. It, was like, it was one of the craziest fights I've ever been in, and yeah, that was the yeah. last fight I was ever in because then at that point I realized, like, I could really I could fuck hurt up anyone. someone. Yeah. No, no, because it was literally like the guys were like – Ezra's size. Like, everybody, that too, they were all big dudes. And you got to realize, too, at your size, bro, sometimes some of these little dudes, you bro. beat them up, they're going to be like, all right, I only have one option. Yeah, exactly. We literally got in the, middle the trunk. Of, yeah, like, yeah. in the middle of the street. We got in a big old fight. And, like, that was the last time I ever fought because I realized, like, I don't need to do this. Like, yeah. I know, I understand I can do it now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I've never lost a fight, obviously. But it's like, <laughs> uh, I understand, like, I don't need to do this. And it's like, the the fact that I know I can, that's the end of it. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's why it's always good to prove yourself. That's why yeah. I say all the time, being battle tested is a good thing. Almost killed somebody? Like, well, like, I've not. I almost, I, I almost I, killed a few niggas in a fight. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I've one punched, like, a bunch of people. Like, I've had probably, like, five, six, one. Well, Everton, Ezra's brother that was on yesterday, he had an open hand slap knockout before. I've seen that. That was Jeez. crazy. Yes. But no, I've one punched, like, probably, like, five, six guys. And it's like, if you want to say, did they almost die? I would say no, but it's like if they hit their head on the wrong, like the wrong way on the way down, then like you know, no worries. Yeah, them right? niggas had to hold me back because I was about to grab that brick, <laughs> and that nigga's face was about to be done on. They had to hold me back, man. So Come yeah, on. you wanted to talk about That's Larsa funny. Pippen, huh? Yeah, Larsa Pippen. So no. bro, she said that she sleeps with Scotty, or she slept. Cause she's a whore and they're not together no more, <laughs> and now she's fucking Michael Jordan's son, which is crazy. That's another story. So we'll get into that. But Larsa Pippen said her and Scottie Pippen for twenty three years straight had sex um, three times a night. It was three four or four, times. Four, four times, times a night. Four for, times a for night. Twenty three years. years straight. Wow. So she said that she was pretty much. She technically said she never on her period, and all the time while no, she was pregnant and gave rest. and gave yeah. and gave birth, they, they never took no time in between the nothing, and there was never a day where she was sick or had diarrhea or somewhere. He said, Nah, not today, babes. <laughs> they, they kept pushing through everything. Damn. She said four nights, four times a night for how long was it? 23 years? 23 years. I have a side question That's before crazy. we get into it fully. When you guys were kids, probably like 15, 16 years old, 
Did you ever have one of those nights where you jerked off as many times as you possibly could? So like, I, st- I still, still do that. No <laughs> I, I think that was an overly winded question. The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> simple, simple question. Yes. I'm saying yeah, four on. times a night. I could. You can't nut four times a night. Oh, you're crazy. It's like, oh, wait, wait. Yeah, my rec- my record. Yeah. My record. I can't. For sure. We're talking oh, about records. Before you're blowing dust. Before you're blowing yeah, dust. Yeah, no, six. And then on, yeah, on, the, yeah. on the seventh one, I was trying. I just hurt too much. It hurt too much. I had to tap out. I'm like, I'm hurting myself at this point. Then what am I doing this for? Yeah. I've, I've proven enough. Oh, you David, hold on, wait. This is a good question, David. What's the, what's the max? The, uh, max is probably five. Five? Yeah, Yo, you guys are warriors, bro. Honestly, I probably squeezed a sixth out if I smoked another bowl. I guarantee <laughs> it. Sick, guys. Yeah. Oh, man, but like Fortnite is such bullshit. Like that whole story is just cap. Yeah. Like, yeah. But this is this is that the part that pisses me off too, bro. Scotty Pippen, especially because the way she's dogging him and shit, yeah. could easily come out just on Twitter, wherever, anything. Like, bro, for sure mad people are asking him. He'd be like, yeah, that bitch is a liar. I don't know what's wrong with her. She's that delusional. She lies about everything. Yeah. And it's just like, bro, she would look so stupid. But instead, he wants to sit there and get that ego boost. No one believes that you slept with this woman four times a night for yeah. 23 years. <laughs> Yo, no and one. if you were that what, obsessed what with her, how did you lose her? Like, why did this Scotty even come that? up anyway? He never said nothing. It was Larsa Pippen that said it. Yeah. It was yeah that was, but I'm saying Scotty could shoot. She was just she like th- kind of bragging. Like, oh. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it was on like a, 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 like a TV show. And the, the guy, the host Bro, was like, you're lying. If your like, ex-wife really? said that, you wouldn't come out and say she's a fucking liar? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But it's like, at what point is like, let's say they were fucking twice a night. And then it's like, are you going to come out and say she's a liar if that's actually what was happening? Bro, so pretty much what you're saying... Like, I'm saying it's an exaggeration, but it could be, like, they're fucking Closer. 10, yeah, 15, fuck 20 times a week. I think like, they yeah. probably fucked a lot, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But, but it's like, like, I don't even know why you're talking about that, that shit. Yeah. No, I think it was because, um, what was it? The, 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 so the other bitch was getting asked, um, how many times do you think it's a regular time to sleep with your husband? Oh. And she was like, oh, well, we probably sleep together, like, three or four times a week. And then Larsa Pippen, with her stupid self, <laughs> hopped in like, oh, three or four times a week? That's not nearly enough. Me and my husband, for 23 years straight, slept four times together on, on every yeah, night. that's cat. And yeah, and it was That's just like, bro, so like, and you're trying to like stun on a bitch. Like, first of all, her her pussy's probably way better than yours. <laughs> like, your shit is you worn out. Yeah, yeah, worn out. And that's why even because everyone's kind of looking at, at her yeah, like, like that. what? And bro, and, and the nigga's like, oh, um, so how is he supposed to keep up with that? And he pointed out Marcus Jordan, Michael Jordan's son. And she's like, he's a size 15. He'll be all right. Yeah, size 15 <laughs> like, shoe. I was like, oh. Like, I'm like, even if let's say let's say if you're Marcus Jordan, right? And you you've been fucking her four or five times a night, right? Since you guys got together like a couple months back, right? Would this not make it more difficult to keep doing that? Yeah, I'd be super turned off. I'd be right? so yeah. turned off. Yeah. So it's like, what are you trying to prove, lady? And if I'm only <laughs> hitting it once, now I'm super insecure. Now it's hard for me to get it up at all because I thought I was doing my thing. Bro, how you getting it up? <laughs> I don't know how you're getting it up after number three. That's yeah. what I don't understand. It's like you guys are saying five, six. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nah, Scotty must have yeah. a crazy imagination. Yeah, he <laughs> must. But taking he's also playing in the NBA at the same time. So it's he like, must. yo, like, bro, anytime you Scotty wants to fuck other bitches, because yeah. how much, how much jam does a man have, bro? Yeah, well, not, no, not only the four times a night, but yeah. he's for sure fucking other bitches. No, but and she shit. was saying yeah. uh, that they go on the road. Yeah, yeah travel, I know. But you're telling me for 23 years straight, Scotty Pippen didn't Maybe sleep with a single another woman? Well, wow. his, uh, I swear, Scotty came from like a family of like 13. No, that was in the Jordan doc. I don't so know it's like this Scotty dad is from. just like an active dude, so he's probably an active dude too. But it's like, what if you're loyal? Like if you're just a loyal ass nigga, yeah. it's like I want to fuck. You know what's crazy though? So what if you are just loyal yeah, yeah. and you are just Scotty Pippen, and 23 years later your wife leaves you for your teammate's <laughs> oh. son? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that you should get your rocks crazy. off while you can, yeah, nigga. Yeah. While you're in the league, bro. <laughs> while you're putting up numbers. God damn, that's crazy. That is fucking crazy. That's nuts. That's it's such <laughs> bullshit. Though. So, what do you think about Marcus Jordan? Do you think that he's lame? So, so how old is he? He's like he's like twenty five. He's like, yeah, okay, he's like, like twenty five. Yeah, true. Would you do it? He's thirty two. If I was 32. Marcus Jordan, would you do it more than once? If I was Marcus Jordan, yeah, I'd probably do a lot of things. If I was Marcus Jordan, really? Kid, yeah. But no, you, but it's also you like, stay with her like in a full relationship. Oh no, no, no. Fuck oh okay. no, I'd just be fucking everyone. If I was <laughs> Michael Jordan's kid, but I'm but, saying, like, you know? bro, Larsa Pippen probably raised this kid too. No, like, she said that they never interacted up until oh. he was like 27. She hmm. said, oh, okay, that's different. that's what I'm she gonna, said. But yeah. she's clearly a pathological liar. Bro, like she's probably a kid when like, bro, she just said that she went on the road with Scott. 
every city they went to for 23 years. Yeah, How did you never bump into the too. kid? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know yeah. what it is. Bro? I'll say that. Shout out Bro, to Michael Jordan. Hold on, Michael Jordan team. probably never brought his kids around. <laughs> that nigga was way too yeah. focused on the rings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. But yo, they practiced at Jordan's house and shit. So it's like, did they? Yeah, Man. Jordan. Like that's like a known thing. That was he, has a huge, he has a huge mansion. You probably like go go get some fucking kids on the other side yeah. of the house. Yeah, having practice and shit, bitch. Yeah. Where, where's my cigars? <laughs> where's my cigars and cognac? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna Damn, wind down the bro. podcast, but uh, I want to end it with Damien. Uh, do you have any questions for us? Well, maybe not me because we just met, but for Jimmy especially. Uh, any questions? You got close friends. Yeah. Question. That's a good one. I'm wondering if Jimmy's gonna hop on any of my new beats coming up. Yeah, he was telling me. So what? what, Nag and Jimmy. What genre would you call them? (laughs) The new stuff I'm making. It's like world house, like house world world house music coming soon, man. We're doing it. At least one or two of them. We're gonna drop it out of nowhere, man. Surprise people and shit. Yes. So what about you? What like what else you have like to ask or you want to promote or anything? Uh, that's a good question, man. To to promote. Yeah. Shit, I don't know. I've just. What was your band's name again? Yeah, we're called Lastly. We're like an indie pop band. Are you guys on iTunes and Spotify? Yeah, we're on Spotify and all that stuff. We're based out of St. Catharines. So, like, uh, this, me and uh, Keegan, the singer, live together, and uh, we have like a studio house going. We got a studio studio upstairs and one downstairs. So it's kind of just like a music house, and that's what we do, you know. So, and I'm working on all kinds of shit right now too, not just that. But uh, yeah, I'm just always working. You ever do shows in like Toronto or anything? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, we play in Toronto uh, occasionally. Um, I think we have a few coming up actually. But uh, we're gonna play Cicada Fest this summer too. That's in St. Catharines as well. All right, so I got a question for you. If you could talk to your ten-year-old self right now, Mm, yeah, what would you tell them? Ten-year-old self. Ten-year-old. Ten, twelve, maybe. What you choose, whatever type of age. Yeah, Yeah, your young self. I would say when you feel like you would have heard it. Maybe when I started doing this shit, like just in high school, like you know, grade eleven or twelve, maybe. I would probably just say like, it's not about like it's like honestly, it's so corny and cliche, but just enjoy the journey and enjoy what you have going on, and and, like appreciate the people that want to work with you now, rather than just like thinking about you know what you want in the future and all the stuff. Even though that's good, Mm -hmm. it's just like. I felt like for a while there, I got really caught up in that, caught up in just like, am I doing enough? Yeah, am I doing enough? And like, even to this day, I still feel that sometimes, but I'm trying to get better with that. But like, yeah, it's just like, man, I'm creating my own reality right now. So it's just like, I don't have to like worry about any of that shit, but I definitely worried about it for a while there. And uh, cause I like so much kinds of music. So I, I, I was very stuck as a, like a, when I first came into it and I didn't know what I wanted to do, which route to take and yeah. you know, what kind of band I wanted to be in. Like I was playing in metal bands and fucking pop bands and shit yeah. like that. So I would probably just be like, yeah, man, like just, just chill out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I definitely had some nights where I would just overanalyze shit and you know, but uh, yeah. Crazy studio. I wouldn't even say it's back in the day. Yeah, but I it wasn't even that long ago, I guess. But let me think. That's a good question. Dude, I don't think we get too crazy. Yeah, <laughs> we we actually put in work though. Yeah, like, we, we would be mad. Yeah, got like too high on shrooms or something. Oh no, well, Jimmy would get me tripping. too high off of fucking just weed. <laughs> like, I'd be smoking some crazy shit that they would they he would have, and I'd just be like, how do I work Pro Tools again? Like, I literally <laughs> do not remember how, what am I doing. You know, there's definitely a couple sessions where Jimmy would just be like, yeah, just put that one right there. And I'm just like, what What one? This one? Like, you know, can't remember shit. But crazy? I don't know. I don't think we had any, like, mad crazy times. I'll probably just say, like, the time that we left at, like, 11 in the morning. Yeah. Like, like, we definitely had Start working at 11, leave at 11. Yeah, yeah. 12 hours not. Definitely had a few of those, yeah. All right, well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks it. for having me. I appreciate nice meeting it. you, yeah, for sure. Likewise, bro. Yes, sir, bro. Always, always a pleasure yeah, to have man. you, man. Thank you. Yeah, have you again. It's first time doing this. So. Right? Yeah, yeah, bro. You're, you're natural, bro. Yourself, yeah, you're perfect. Probably start yeah, your own bro. podcast, man. Coming from my job and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been another episode of uh, Northern Ruckus. Yeah. Later. Peace out. Peace, guys. Perfect.